Hey guys, happy Tuesday and welcome to another Hey Podcast. I'm so excited to have you with us today and I hope wherever you are, it is a remarkable day. Today is going to be my favorite podcast episode day because I thought it would be fun to bring my daughter on today. Hey Maddie. Hey mom, how's it going? So excited to have you here. I know my followers, my listeners know that I mentioned my kids and how proud I am of being a mom. So I thought it would be fun today to bring her on, talk a little bit about mother-daughter relationships. Maddie is 19 years old, about to start her second year at college, and we've learned a lot about a mother-daughter relationship in the 19 years we've been together. Yeah. Ups and downs, we're gonna be pretty candid about how it's not always perfect. I know even with my own relationship with my mother, it is hard, but I want to do better with my daughter and break that generational pattern, be a better mom, be a friend when she needs me to be a friend. Um, But that all takes progress. And I think it's important for moms that listen to Hey Podcast to know on those hard days, it's worth the work, the relationship. There's a lot of rewards and our kids are our best teachers. I really believe that we can learn a lot from our kids if we allow ourselves to let go of our ego and our selfishness and let our kids teach us some stuff. So we had a couple questions come through from some of our listeners of what, when they knew we were having a mother-daughter podcast episode, what they want to hear. So we're going to address those and kind of let it flow and see where it leads us. But um What, what do you think, Maddie, in the 19 years that I've been your mother, what has been the hardest part of our relationship? Um, I think it's been a lot of things. I think first when you got divorced to my father, that it was tough, you know, whose side I should go with, because I felt like it was choosing sides where I should be like, oh, I want to support you, but I also want to support my dad. And I just, at eight years old to like, you know, 12 years old, dealing with this, it was just hard to, you know, balance that. Um, And I think also when I got into my teen, like years in high school, I think it was hard figuring out individualism while still respecting you as the parent of the household but having my own freedom Mm -hmm. of going you know going out and like when what time can i come back or you know and like what what can i share and what you know stuff can i keep to myself private you know to understand and reflect yeah so i think that was probably the hardest part of our relationship because there's such a loyalty that i've had for you since such a young age because of your involvement with us um all could have all of the kids and you know when you get to that certain age in the teens you're just like well i want you to be my friend and i don't you know i don't you're not like i just don't really have to find that fine line of respecting you as a parent no i i can and as from and i appreciate you mentioning that because from a parent's point of view it was especially as my firstborn you know, people joke about it and I feel terrible saying it, but you're kind of the guinea pig. I don't really know what I'm doing. And I know there were a bunch of times I overstepped 
like boundaries because I didn't know either to be your friend, but not be your friend, but still want to be cool enough that you wanted to be around me. So it's not really even being your friend. I just want to be a cool mom, you know? So like, I know when you had this first crush, I overstepped there and we've apologized since then, but that was like a tough learning curve for us. Yeah. And then there was like things when you were such a great uh, student and so involved in the community. And I just like wanted to be part of that and wanted to like support you in every way, which almost was too, it was like a helicopter parent, parent. It was really weird and uncomfortable and awkward at times, you know, because I didn't know what to do. So yeah, I can I, definitely see that. You know, from- there's moments where you, you just wanted to support me and defend me. And I appreciate that. But I think there's some times where I'm just like, and I think we've learned this, like I have to experience it first. Mm-hmm. You're going to give me your opinion and you're going to say that. But I know for me, I'm a very like leadership personality mm-hmm. trait that I have. Oh, to... I wonder where you get that. From. <laughs> Both where, of her parents are very strong leaders. So where I have to, you know, take initiative mm-hmm. and be more kinesthetic with what like learning what I need to do. So. Yeah, I definitely. And, and that, so, so what we would tell parents that haven't yet hit that stage, maybe you have younger kids and you haven't hit the high school stage, you'll notice it more and more. I mean, middle school, yes, but I think high school is where this really comes to surface. So if you have younger kids, I think what we learned is, I think it was kind of checking in with each other a lot. Like, you know, we learned the hard way, like, Hey, where do you want me in this role? you know, because they should be finding this point now at 14 to 18 years old, we kind of manage for them. Like, so they have to fly on their own, but we just stand close enough that if they need us, we can engage and help out, but give them that opportunity to fail. I always kind of felt like, and I, I, I wonder if you remember, I, I'm pretty sure we said it in the house a lot. I always wanted my kids to make as many mistakes at home as possible so I could help them recover, then rather than hovering over them and keeping them from going to parties or having experiences or doing these things. Now they knew, don't get me wrong, consequences and making the right choices and every choice has a consequence. So we had those conversations, but if they screwed up and made made a bad choice or got into a sticky situation in high school, guess what? Mom or dad or stepdad or whoever in the house was there to help pick them back up rather than when they get to college and they crash and they're just like, I don't know how to do this. No, I think that was, I think you totally did a great job with that because I know there was moments in college where I was like, oh, this is tough. It's struggling. And especially as an engineering major, where it's just like, it gets stressful and, you know, like you kind of lose yourself in it. But I think if like having you know, all these experiences in high school, especially with you to lean on, um, I didn't resort to like, you know, vices or anything. Mm-hmm. It just kind of just was like, okay, how can I do this in the most healthy way, you know, to be like, okay, sustainable. And um, and I think that's a great point that you mentioned lean on to, to point out. I love that you said that because I think that helps other parents that maybe their kids aren't leaning on them and they're finding other outlets, whether it be sex or drugs or bad friends and toxic relationships, when they need to know that their parent is a safe place to have tough conversations with uh, without judgment, 
Would you agree? And yeah, but I also think it's the parent has to create that safety net mm-hmm. because I know like whenever we talk about in therapy, a lot is like if you don't feel comfortable going to that person, and I think this was a lot in high school when I was feeling this, it's because there was, you know, your parent wants you to have the best future and possibility, but the parent also needs to know like I'm here for you no matter what. Mm-hmm. I'll be there like even if you screw up like I want to know you're safe rather than you're perfect you know and I I love that I I felt like I had to be this like perfect little box you know being the firstborn Mm -hmm. you know leader um this ASB president but then I think I like became vulnerable I think a lot of you kids are that pressure nowadays comes from just society Mm -hmm. from the education system and society as a whole with all the filters and stuff, everything has to look perfect and be perfect. And, and I know that I always wanted to stress to you, like, you don't have to be perfect. You know, I accept you. However, let's talk about the elephant in the room, which when somebody said, what was the hardest thing or things that we don't talk about? I have, and I'm very okay with talking about this. I had a body dysmorphia issue for a really long time and struggled with just self-image and, you know, grow up in a household where there was an obesity issue, not with me, but with my mother. And that put a lot of pressure on me to always be in shape and be healthy and things like that. And I never wanted you to struggle because I had anorexia and things like that. And then when I mentioned it to you, just to kind of protect you or just not want you to struggle with those things it actually kind of backfired right on our relationship yeah i mean it did because i started working out you know i mean this is a whole different episode to talk about because (laughs) well let's give the cliff notes just basically you know i felt this pressure that like oh my gosh you know with this diet culture that i need to work out to you know not to be overweight and that we need to fight this generational like pattern pattern yeah Mm -hmm. um so i would just work out so excessively limit my diet you know a calorie count like 1200 calories which that isn't sustainable Mm -hmm. and it's you know it's for everybody's different body and my body works well with you know just low-key not as stressful activities so Mm -hmm. either as walking or swimming you know and just being more intuitive of what i need to eat and i don't think it backfired i think yes i gained weight but i think it pushed me to be more in check with my body and be like what do i need you know mm-hmm. and, and it's not a one size fits all right like yeah. what works for me you know you come from a, a different gene pool even though part of it is mine you have an italian family background italian and irish and and i come from german and french and we yeah, put I'm all just, that, I'm just curvy. that yeah. Heinz, yeah she's <laughs> got, got if you guys have not seen maddie she's like a kardashian body she's got she's incredible you know a, a beautiful body and i can say that but um yeah. So it was like not one size. So I knew what I needed and I tried to kind of encourage you to do that same thing. And it just, it was, it got messy guys. I'm not going to lie. It got messy. And then unfortunately she wasn't at a place where she was like, I'm going to speak for you and you correct me if I'm yeah. wrong as confident in herself to speak up to me and say, Hey mom, shut up. Or like this, this is not working, you know? And it took like blowout fights to her finally. And I'm so glad she did this stand up for yourself and say, 
talking about weight is off limits. You and I, we just don't talk about it. So I think that's another great point as a mother and daughter is knowing what's off limits. And you know, guys, it's really important to respect your children. It's not because they're children, but they're human beings. I grew up in a household where it was, I deserve, the parent was, I deserve respect, but didn't give respect back. And, and I don't, I don't agree with that. I think respect is a two-way street. And I really believe my children are my children. Yes, but they're also human beings and they deserve to be respected and they deserve to have a voice and they deserve to have all opportunities. And that's what I really try to instill in my children and want them to know that they're respected by me, but I am human and I screw up and I fall short as a mom and I'm sorry. And I think I've tried to like, let you know no, that you've definitely apologized. And I think it's, you know, well, every, all the time I'm still apologizing, <laughs> not know, just for that thing, but like lots of stuff. And I appreciate it. But I also think that there's, you know, on, on the, the end of the kid's side is saying that like, you know, we'd look at our parents as like the superhero, you know, as a little kid and be like, oh, she's my superhero or, you know, they're like my rock. They're my best friend. Like when we're super young, but I don't think we give you guys any allowance to screw up mm-hmm. i think once that one mistake is we hold that grudge you know mm. and being like well they did this they did that, you know so do you think that there is anything parents could do differently or you think it's just a rite of passage that you kind of just gotta ride the wave on kind of so to speak i think i think parents from a younger age maybe like middle school like you know when they could have com- intelligent conversations be like hey i'm s-, like parents taking responsibility sooner Mm -hmm. and saying I messed up I'm gonna mess up and but I would appreciate you know so when there is a disagreement and an argument just to to circle back so our listeners can follow so when there is a disagreement or an argument or something happens with a a parent relationship and a child it doesn't even have to be a mother daughter it could be a a father too or anybody yeah you know them coming back and saying you know what they can self-reflect and own that to their to their child yeah. have some ownership and say you know what because that can speak a lot of volume to a ch- child yeah and i think that will give me more respect for the parent mm-hmm. you know what i mean if like you respect me enough to be vulnerable and say i screwed up i, I love that and i need to work on this and i'm going to work on it it's keeping each other accountable if you're gonna yes. tell me to do this tell me where you need to be held accountable too and it's gonna future tell people other people that are you know treating mistreating you say your other friends like high school friends that are mistreating you it's going to teach people to be like hey i didn't like that be more accountable Mm -hmm. instead of being all walked over you know like everything you teach in that household is going to be affected into life Mm -hmm. style and so 100 percent. yeah yeah i agree i agree with you 100 percent. i think that the home life is the first teacher yeah and it, sure. it actually and carries through and we put so much parents nowadays put so much on this education system but what are we doing at home to teach our kids of respecting themselves having the morals having the ethics and all those basic things that are huge they're huge in a in a child's life so i i love everything you're saying it's I think one thing you did really well, you made sure we had family dinner talks every night. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of people like in my high school, they would just be like, oh, we just, we're going to eat our own tonight. And it was just like continuous for them that they didn't get to that relationship, communication with their parents. So they just kind of like, all this ghost of them you know just like okay hi bye you know yeah i hear that a lot i hear between 
extracurricular activities and parents working in things. And I, I would agree. It was something that I felt was so important because I knew the clock was ticking with you guys that you were going to be out of the house. You were going to move on. Like, you know, all these things, just like now still with your youngest brother, I drive him, I walk him or drive him to the bus every day. And with yeah. you guys, I love driving you to school or picking you up because that was such quality time. And even today, one of your brother's friends said, you take him every day. And I'm like, that's only so much time that I'm going to have with him forever. Eventually he's going to get his own car and he's going to be done, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it's like those precious moments. And I love that you bring it up because they obviously spoke to you. Like those were, and we had really real life conversations and you know, there's no cell phones at the table. So yeah. it was like an uninterrupted time for us to have disagreements as a family. Like each, everybody has their own views on things and have really stimulating conversation and be comical at the same time. Yeah, you always said it should have been a, a TV I, show. Yeah, I think we should have just had a podcast, like a mic in the table. Yeah. It's just some things Minnie or Balin would say, you know, it was just very silly. And I was. Never a dull yeah. moment for yeah. sure. And, you know, and that's the thing, being a military kid, it was a lot of just the four of us. Yeah. And, it, you know, and it was hard. It was hard. But you guys are resilient. And especially you, you went through a lot of missing birthdays, Christmas, but you are a trooper, an incredible woman. And I'm just Thank so you. proud to call you my daughter. I'm trying to see what are some of these other things that the listeners want to know. Um, how do we handle when we get mad at each other? Mm. Um, you want to, you want to hit on that? Yeah, I think, um, cause you probably get mad at me more. <laughs> no, I think, I think I take a moment. Like I think in high school, I would just put my ego in front of, you know, my pride and be like, why is she acting like this? Thinking it's personal. Um, but I think sometimes you're just, you mean, well, I don't think there's any, you know, like what is the word evil like malicious malicious yeah. yeah intentions um so i think when you're hurt like you like lash out angry and i try to look from that point and be like oh she's just hurting or she you know i hurt her feelings or this hurt her feelings mm -hmm. you know and try to like take a moment back and be like okay how can i be supportive but also stand my ground and be like this is not i'm not gonna allow Mm -hmm. need to be walkover so either i take a moment and we just either if it's on the phone we take a moment and text each other and be like hey i'll call you back in a minute or we'll call you back each other in like five minutes and yeah. then we hash it out or you know we just like okay that's cool. yeah i definitely agree i think one of the things i've learned as a parent is timing is everything so learning that a conversation I, and I have this, I, I've learned this with all the relationships in my life, but especially with Matt, Madison, I try to respect her timing and she is a college student and she's got her own things going on and she's not right in the household all the time. Yeah. So checking in with her and saying, Hey, is this a good time to talk about this and respecting if she's like, you know what, mom, that's not, it's not a good time. Uh, let's talk about it later or let's, and, and she's learned to actually do that the same with me as well. Cause we don't yeah. live under the same roof. So we don't know what each other's moment to moment day to day activities are like, even though we probably talk seven, seven times a day, pretty much. <laughs> we, we talk a lot more now, I think because of our relationship, how it's grown. Well, know? it was yeah. funny because yeah. I think that's a good point. When you first went off to college, you took a hiatus from me for like yeah. three three months was it a couple months well i think it was until like 
October. Yeah. Like November. Yeah, so you went in October. You went to school in August. Yeah. And, and so I know, but tell them, why did you have to take that break from me? Um, I started my first relationship mm-hmm. and I was just trying to like test the waters of like how it was, you know, going to go. And I value your opinion so much. And I know like right off the bat, like in high school, you'd be like, oh, no, don't do this. Don't be with this person or don't, mm-hmm. you know, do that. And so I was just like, you know, I want to create my own judgment. Um, Because one day, you know, I don't want to be 25. <laughs> relying, you know what I mean? I'm relying on you, you know, like I wanted just to get my own sense of it. And once I felt comfortable being like, okay, like this relationship is going to work and I feel confident in my partner, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I feel like sometimes in high school or whatever, you know, or people get caught up in like, well, do they look like this or are they, you know? How- yeah, I think you, you know, it's safe to say you are very sensitive to what other people pour into opinions and you kind of really take it into consideration, especially mine. Yeah. So I thought it was very smart for you to set that honor yourself, if yeah. you will, honor and embrace yourself, honor yourself to set that at the time it was super, super hard because I didn't know what was going on. You kind of just like ghosted me. Um, but, but you kind of knew. <laughs> yeah. You... I knew we needed a break and no, I no, no, knew no. you knew like, Oh I yeah. I saw guys, I got to tell you. So she totally ghosted me and I was going into San Diego to see her brother and she was leaving San Diego and I had her to go to Tucson yeah. to go back to Tucson. We literally stopped at a gas station to see each other. Cause I'm like, I have not seen you in months. I want to see you. Even if we stop at a gas station, I want to see you. And she was like, okay. So as soon as she stopped at the gas station, got in the car, I go, what is his name? And she was like, this is why I didn't want to see you. You know, like it was so comical. And my mom's out there probably know, like you just know, like moms, and like, if you're close, it's a, it can be dads too, I think like, but I'm not a dad, so I can't speak on that. But when you have a close relationship with anyone, you just know things about them that like, just, it's like your body and your soul just tells you it's an amazing gift. And I'm grateful at times. And other times I'm like, Oh, I, I don't, I, you know, I'm like, it just worries. Sometimes it worries you. So I love you know, it's important to give them that space to circle back to her ghosting me. Uh, it's important to give her that space. It wasn't, I just think about the relationship. It was her first time being on her own. True. Yeah. And she really wanted to just, um, feel independent, feel independent without any opinions from her mom and her person, her confidant, you know, she just wanted to, to be out on her own. And I, I, I can appreciate that. I applaud that a hundred percent, you know, it was hard as heck, but I appreciate that. So Maddie, I could probably sit here and tell a hundred stories about our life and share overshare with these people that are listening. But I just think it was so important for people to see that there are healthy mother daughter relationships out there. Even the ones that have been strained because of a divorce, because of a remarriage, because of, you know, I mean, I think a mom that's trying to heal from her own issues in life from childhood and things like that. I mean, I was 25 when I had you, so I wasn't young, but I was married quick and I was healing from my own childhood traumas. And I think it's important to be vulnerable with your children and share that too, but be able at the appropriate age and, and be able to move on past that. So if we could give 
any advice just to wrap this up, the best advice we can give to any moms out there with young daughters that maybe have had a bad mother-daughter relationship or a strained mother-daughter relationship, but want to break that generational pattern and have a healthy relationship. This is specifically for mother-daughters, but it can be with sons, but we all know mother-daughter relationships are tough. So what kind of advice from a daughter perspective could you give somebody? Um, I think from a very young age, even if they're like 15 or, you know, but I think starting from like four or three when they start talking, I start like putting words of affirmation, being like, you're beautiful, you know, you're mm. amazing. I love you, you know, still like instilling that self-esteem. So when times get tough between you, it's not going to judge your character. It's more of a situational thing rather than a personal matter and letting them dress yeah. the way they want and self self yeah. kind of ex express themselves yeah express themselves the way they want to but still encouraging and what if you have a daughter that has a lot of um and i know they're out there and i'm not this isn't about you but about that are very passionate with their feelings and maybe don't know how to express them and like flip out or i think what was some of the best things I did to help you get through those moments? I think encouraging writing, like a moment of silence for those emotional. And I think also like be open to listening instead of don't be reactive to that. Mm -hmm. Just start listening and being like, what's going on? You know, because I don't think people that act out like that are not trying to be malicious. I think that it's just a cry for help and they're in that flight mode, you know, just like, fight or flight yeah, yeah that just that just like this is what's bothering me you know and sometimes they don't have the words to say what's bothering them they just need the time and the hugs and the yeah. empathy for me sometimes it takes like three days sometimes i just process. had to sit with you yeah and, and hold you or just sit with you and just let you have go through that emotion and i remember putting cold water on your face you know to help you and or hold something cold yeah, yeah. that definitely helps because that activates the nervous system. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's like my dorky self. I say that. I love it. But um, yeah, I think, you know, just, just continue to be there for your kids. Yeah. Be supportive and instill like words of affirmation being like, you know, you're okay. You're safe. This is normal. You know, this, I know this is hard that you're what you're going through and just like be empathetic. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We're just, there's not enough empathy in the world anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. And I don't know. I was like, I said that so, um, but yeah, just. I love it. I think you have such great stuff. What I would say from a mother's point of view, um, the best advice I could give is embrace the time you have with your kids because it goes really fast. It goes really fast. And, um, every moment even when they're screaming and angry and upset or is precious moments for everyone to learn from and to grow from and put down the phones turn off the tv spend some time connecting with them because those moments they will they will last in their in their mind and it's quality not quantity remember that and give them an opportunity to be themselves. It's not yeah. us creating our second, it's not our second chance at life. It's theirs. Yeah. So don't try to, re, you know, put what we didn't get done in middle school or high school or college done, put it on our children. Don't put that pressure on them. Let 
your child, Madison in this case, live Madison's life yeah. and not, it's not Leanne 2.0. She is Madison and she may have personality traits like me because she was raised by me, but she is her own person. And I love that person and I embrace that person and I want her to honor herself. So I thank you guys. Thank you, Maddie, for being thank here you. today, Madison. Oh, anytime. You can come back anytime. But thank you guys so much for listening. And please hug your loved ones. Um, it, it's These relationships are beautiful and we're blessed by all of them. Go out, make it a remarkable day. It's yours for the taken. Thanks for listening. Thanks for taking time to listen to today's episode. If you like what you heard, I would love for you to leave a review. It helps other people like you find this podcast more easily. Hit the subscribe button and you'll never miss a future episode of Honor and Embrace Yourself. Thanks again for listening. And remember, you are remarkable.